0: let's be honest being eco-conscious and caring about the environment and our planet is not always fun I don't think so and I believe you don't think so either if you love traveling your passion may have come to a halt due to your bad conscience, perhaps about the impact it has on our planet And if you're a parent who wants to raise open-minded, compassionate, global citizens who get to explore the wonders of the world and learn about different cultures, you probably face multiple dilemmas every time you plan a new holiday or a trip. What do you do when you try to combine being a responsible traveler with your desire to explore and learn together with your family? How do you find the resources? What do you think about? What do you prioritize? How do you choose transportation and accommodation? In today's episode, there is no guest. Instead, I would like to fill you in on my personal reasons for starting this podcast. And I will tell you about the, the story behind the name Roaming Roots and the specific event which made me go from thinking about starting this podcast to deciding that I can't not do this. You're listening to Roaming Roots, a podcast for parents and families who want to explore the world in a mindful and responsible way. My name is Veslma Klamnes Berge. I'm a sustainability advisor, geophysicist, futurist, and travel enthusiast. and first and foremost i'm a mother if you feel you're having many burning questions around this topic i'm sure i have them as well through conversations with experts and from my own personal experiences i will do my very best to provide you with tips and tricks and actionable advice and my aim is to empower you and myself to explore the world leaving only positive footprints so Let's do this. Before I continue, if you're curious about anything I say in this podcast, but also what other projects I'm working on, there's one place to go, and that is my website bycause.co. So that is b y c a u s e.co. There you can find everything you need related to a specific episode, perhaps And you can also go check out my other podcast called Stories for the Future, where I talk to people like you and me who are changing their life and their career for a better future. But now back to today's topic. Why am I so passionate about this? So that it led me to make it into a project and another podcast. Because to be honest, starting a podcast is quite a lot of work (laughs) well i love to travel i grew up living quite a big chunk of my childhood abroad and in that regard we traveled a lot and i have never grown tired of exploring new places and experiencing different people and different cultures and i would say i enjoy every aspect of it From the planning process to spending time at the airport, and that is actually true. Sounds very strange, but sitting at the airport, especially when I've been traveling alone, I really enjoy it. Looking at people, maybe do some work, having something to eat, I really like it, and I miss it. But uh, so everything about traveling, like selecting where to stay, experiencing new types of food, new smells, encountering a new language, reading foreign newspapers, trying different types of ice cream at the supermarket, trying new or seeing new types of animals, exotic animals, perhaps if that's the case, and observing different ways of living, I would say. So, yes, I really, really enjoy it. However, my travels came to quite almost a stop in the year of 2019. And this was due to my sudden and overwhelming urgency about the climate emergency. And because of that, I, I found it almost impossible to continue traveling in the same way as before. Around this time, as as far as I noticed, at least, flight shaming became a thing. And this growing number of people committed to completely abstaining from air travel. And then, of course, COVID-19 hit. And suddenly traveling became almost inaccessible for most of us. But after COVID, and at, at least for the past year, I have been struggling with this feeling that my approach and many other people's approach to this issue isn't optimal. And one of the biggest reasons is that I I really don't like not being able to show my children the world and like letting them experience the same things or having the same feeling of a global society as I had as a kid. And also myself, I have this constant desire to to travel, to explore, to learn, and to broaden my perspectives. I strongly believe that getting to know people and places that are unfamiliar to us is crucial for our collective future. And I would say that recent global events have demonstrated that A lack of understanding and tolerance can lead to more polarization and more hostility. And I will get back to this specifically in a minute. I would say also as a sustainability consultant uh, who's working on on many different projects, both uh, related to this topic in particular but also like sustainability in general the dilemmas surrounding travel have are keep popping up <laughs> in my professional life and so together like both for the private me and the professional me i keep getting questions or asking myself Questions like, is it justifiable to fly for important important enough work-related reasons? And now you can just follow along and see if you have the same questions. Maybe you don't, but I, I would guess you have some of them. Should we criticize the family who is going on their yearly trip to Spain? And at the same time, cheer for the climate expert who is flying around the globe to give a talk? Does compensating for your flight emissions make it acceptable? And does it actually work? And what about the people working in travel and tourism? How can we address the potential loss of their source of income if we all stop traveling? And can responsible tourism actually protect nature and wildlife? How is that, really? How can you find the best ways to travel and stay sustainably? Is it also an either-or question? Is it black or white? How far are we? And this is one of my top questions. How far are we from being able to fly in a sustainable way using new types of technology and new types of fuel? How can you make your trip sustainable as sustainable as possible by making wise choices regarding food and consumption? So, to sum it up, is it possible to enjoy all the benefits of traveling, but not with all the heavy footprints? At least, not as heavy as they are today. My hypothesis going into this project is that it is possible. To explore the world in a way that adds value to local societies, people, and nature. And by making conscious choices about transportation, accommodation, food, and consumption, and by traveling for the right reasons, we can explore the world and help mend it at the same time. So I hope you will help me figure this out. And I have to say that I'm feeling quite positive after having done the four first episodes. You know, when you dive into a a topic which is unfamiliar to you, it's often like the more you learn, the more you realize that you don't know. (laughs) So that's my feeling here as well. And that also means that I'm quite amazed by how many clever people are working in this and working to improve the ways that we are able to travel. So that makes me very optimistic. So what particular event was it that made me go from thinking about this to doing it? It was sometime in November I decided to start digging into this space. And that might have seemed a bit strange since I have no background in hospitality, tourism or transportation or anything else related to travel other than being a traveler myself. So what was it that everyone talked about in November? Football, or soccer, as they would say in some parts of the world. So this is obvious, isn't it? (laughs) No, I guess not. But to be more precise, everybody talked about, or chose not to talk about, the World Cup in football in Qatar. So before i go on i i think i should just say that just to be clear that this is not i'm not talking for or against anything that was being done before during or after that event by the host or by any other participants because that's a different discussion i would say but this is the thing i i I mentioned that I lived quite a big chunk of my, my childhood abroad, and that was in Qatar. And that was as many other Norwegians uh, with some connection to either oil and gas or fertilizers. And my connection was my father, an engineer in Norsk Hydro, and his reasons for being there was Norsk Hydro and fertilizers. So we stayed there, the whole family, my father and mother my my brother and and I for 6 years and we had a fantastic time I would say I have only good memories from Qatar A picture from a desert will trigger wonderful feelings and I would still prefer that to a snow covered mountain which is not very practical since I'm living in Norway and I have Great memories of people, of food, nature, culture, and so many other things. And of course, I was living as a like um what do you call it? Expat <laughs> abroad and a very privileged life. And that I have to take into account. But but still, so I was actually visiting qatar with my husband and our then one-year-old son the the exact day that they announced that the host for the world cup in 2022 which seemed like a very long time away at that point um so on that exa- exact day we were there and we celebrated with the people in the streets or we, we drove in a car and we saw all the people hanging out from the from their cars and cheering and being so happy and i remember thinking that oh that will be a great opportunity to go back in 12 years and our son uh, and perhaps other children will be older and what a great opportunity for them to see this this country and also for the world to get to know this Country better. As you might suspect, we did not go back. (laughs) And if the world got to know the country better, it was based on a very one sided and negative presentation of it. At least in my part of the world, the criticism was massive and on so, so many levels. And again, I'm not saying that the criticism was wrong, not at all, but it was at least it was very, very one-sided. And to me, this was really sad. And that was just both knowing that the country I would still think of as my second home country, in a way, that they are doing things which are so bad in the eyes of the rest of the world. And so that felt really, really sad. But also, since i had been looking forward to following following this event and seeing everything I like about this country being presented to the world. So, no, it didn't feel good. And I also have to say that it's like like hearing about somebody, you know, somebody talking about a person you know and saying things about that person that it doesn't fit with The person that you know. It was that kind of feeling. So there's this quote. I think I can't really remember how it goes or who said it, but it's something around like doing something good does not excuse the bad things that you've done, but a bad act does not negate the good things that you have done either. So it's this when we look at only the bad things we kind of shut off so we that at least that's what i experienced during the world cup that we just closed our eyes to everything that was somewhere close to a good thing and we only focused on everything which was bad and we also or i say we but I'm just generalizing now, the world was taking every act as something bad. <laughs> we we kind of judged them without giving them a chance. That's at least that was my feeling. And again, just repeating, I'm not ex- like no excuse for for any of the the bad acts or the the way that people have been treated or, you know, all, all the different issues. But this was the moment when I decided that, okay, we need to travel. Because I experienced that my own, my feelings regarding this country and i would say my my understanding was was helping me in seeing a bigger picture and so i i thought to myself that i most likely i'm thinking like this for so many topics and places and people and cultures that i don't know anything about and I'm not saying, of course, that we should travel to every corner of the world to get to know people and all different cultures, because there's there are actually many great ways today to learn about and get to know people from other cultures. But what I'm certain of is that like shutting off and just refusing to even look or listen, that is not the way. So I have actually a very good example uh, from a couple of years back. And that had to do with my knowledge of, or perhaps I should say my lack of knowledge of South Africa. So I'm a climate reality leader. Uh, I don't have to go into what that is, but it has to do with, with the climate. And uh, that means also that uh, being a climate reality leader, I can mentor uh, groups of people becoming climate reality leaders. So I was mentoring a group. This was the first online training um, for this program. So I was mentoring a group from South Africa. And so I think it was maybe during over a week or so, uh, we had multiple or daily sessions and group discussions and working together with different things and going from my my knowledge about that country which was very very basic just what I learned in school and probably forgot (laughs) to not of course not learning everything but I got to see what what uh, do people coming from South Africa ha- have have to to um, deal with? What are their their challenges? What what are they especially good at? Uh, how is their society a lot better in some ways than the society that I'm living in, and the other way around? So it was really really eye opening to to realize how little I knew and how my perception of the country and the people and everything changed. Not that it had been either very good or or bad or in any direction, uh, but I just, it opened my eyes in so many ways. So it's the same way I think about all other regions that due to Lack of information and knowledge and just understanding of a foreign culture, we tend to often, I don't know how to put that, but maybe sometimes we, we sit up high on our moral horse and, <laughs> and think that everything that we're doing is correct. And, and it's so easy to judge. And forgetting that people are brought up under very different circumstances and we have different challenges and different settings. So yes, that that's my point. And I this uh, this episode is a little bit hard to to record because I feel that I have to kind of weigh my words a little bit because, the topic was really hot <laughs> during during um, November, December, when, this, when the World Cup was going on. And I even felt a little bit, it was a little bit hard to talk about. It was one way to look at it. And that was that. So that was the final drop, I would say. The reason why I decided to turn this into a project and to to create a podcast because that is one of the best ways I know of how to really dig deep into a topic. It's not the easiest one by far, but it's much more fun than to just sit down and read about it for yourself. So that reason and put together with my my enthusiasm for travel and my need to figure out how I can travel at least more than I do today, but in a sustainable, responsible, mindful way. And now finally, to the last part of this episode, the reason I chose the name Roaming Roots. And I have to be honest, I had two great helpers. And the first one is my my husband. And the the second one is ChatGPT. So it is this combination, my husband and the fact that he had just started playing with ChatGPT. Personally, I think ChatGPT hit the nail on the head with this name, because to me, Roaming Roots expresses exactly what I wanted it to do. The name suggests that this is a podcast that is focused on exploring the world and our place in it while also promoting sustainability and a sense of global community. I want the podcast to focus on how travelers can gain a deeper understanding of the local customs and history of the places they visit, not just go there and tick off a bucket list. And also how this knowledge can help them connect with people from diverse backgrounds. So exactly my main reason, the one I explained before. So there you have the the roots part of the name. Another interpretation of roaming roots could be about connecting with fellow travelers and building a sense of community while you are on the road. I want to explore the ways in which travel can bring people together and how also technology can facilitate these connections. And I can assure you that we will talk about both uh, virtual reality, augmented reality, and of course, AI later in in coming episodes. There is so much interesting happening around these things, uh, these days. And I'm sure you have noticed, especially around AI. So there you have it. This is why I couldn't resist digging into sustainable travel and the future of responsible travel and tourism so let's just see where it goes so far everything I'm learning is very interesting to me at least and I hope you will let me know if it's interesting to you as well and if there are specific topics you would like me to cover just let me know either on uh, on my website on LinkedIn or Instagram or wherever you, you feel is the best place. You can also follow along as I build up my resource library, the place where I put everything, all the tools, interesting people, books, podcasts, and so on that can help us travel in a better way. And you can find that at bycause.co slash resources. So that is again, b y c a u s e.co slash resources. And I will, of course, put all the links and things in the show notes so that it's easy for you to find. But that's all for today. And I wish you a good week and I will talk to you soon.